0: Dell Technologies World uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, you might hear some background noise during our podcast. I apologize for that, but that's the joy of coming to you on-premises. Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast, the only show that dares to be both on-topic and on-location. Each time we meet, we bring together IT luminaries to discuss a single concept or premise. In this episode, we're discussing data protection policies. And frankly, you're wrong. Before we begin, let's quickly meet who's on the panel today.
1: You have Alex Almeida on Twitter, A L X J Almeida, and I'm from
2: Dell EMC's Data Protection Division.
3: Adam Fisher at Bonzo VT on Twitter.
2: And Chris Evans from Architecting IT at Chris M Evans. So
0: this is a topic that's been kind of near and dear to my heart ever since I was an IT administrator. And the fact is that uh, we've got all these superstitions about technology and about uh, data protection specifically. You know, um, IT uh, just believes that it knows what's needed to protect data, and specifically around policies. You know, you've got all these these legends, right? It has to be, you know, we have to do a backup once once, uh, a night, or we have to do a full once a week, or the law requires us to keep this data for seven years. It's all nonsense. None of it's true. Isn't that right? I mean, you, you've dealt I, with a lot of companies. I've
1: dealt with so many customers that literally have a policy of protect everything and keep it forever. And a lot of times that is not the best foot forward. That is not the way to, to, to do it because actually that data could become a liability if you're retaining data that you shouldn't be protecting in the first place. Um, so that that's something to, to keep in mind for sure.
3: And I, I would argue that um, a lot of customers don't, necessarily really know what they want to be protecting or how I've done a lot of deployments of data protection environments and I get in and aside from just standing everything up and getting everything set to go the customer inevitably asks at some point okay so how should we be protecting this and what should our policies be looking to us to basically you know do what the business should have advised them to do in the first place
2: you know that a lot of these uh, policies probably came from the fact that we had really poor devices think about when we had tape right and you knew tape could break be inefficient uh it would lose the header so you backed up multiple times so i think a lot of what we end up have ended up with is around trying to fix the issues with bad technology
1: yeah changing changing bad habits is hard for sure
0: and it's funny because those things get bummed they perpetuate and even after you have new technologies like we moved from tape to virtual tape and now we've got basically you know no tape i mean we're just doing you know um solid you know whatever i don't know
1: believe it or not there's still a tape out there but yeah. yes you're right <laughs>
0: and and but a lot of the policies that came from uh basically what the ibm rep told them about tsm you know 30 <laughs> years ago Absolutely. It, it's still there
2: and yep. think about your you, you mentioned the idea of full and incremental you did a full once a week because it was practical to do a full once and only restore from up to seven uh, backups that were incremental because the incremental time would take forever so you want it back at once, and not have to keep pulling tapes in order to do a restore. So some, some of it without a doubt is down to the technology, even if it wasn't necessary.
1: I think that from a, from a habit forming standpoint, there is those old habits, I think you're right, Chris. I think that um, the other thing that is forcing uh, people to quote unquote, wake up, um, is a lot of the regulations that are out there. And like when I mentioned data as a liability, from a regulation standpoint there is now this need to understand what copies of data you have and where that personally identifiable information is and if you have a lot of those procedures where you're doing multiple copies of it you can
2: quickly lose sight of things that could come back and haunt you absolutely so here's a question how many times have you gone to a line of business and said right we're putting a new server in we're putting something new in what backup policy would you like and that line of business has said i don't know
0: Yeah, do whatever you do. What have you got? What do you
2: do normally? And you end up with people just deploying what everybody else has done without any understanding about whether that's really what's needed for that data.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, as as IT professionals, we're used to just putting the technology in and standing it up. But in this instance, there really needs to be a lot of discussion between the business owners and IT to, you know, really front-end your deployment with, how are we going to do this and what are the policies that we want to put around what you know the the technology that we're putting in place and i think people forget that you know having that upfront discussion is just as big if not more important than just standing up the technology
1: that's a very good point we're actually seeing a, a little bit of a shift in that direction actually where um it's not just the the data protection part but it's it's external factors like cyber attacks and things like that where risk assessments are being done first before determination of what those retention policies should look like and what data should be retained um so there's an increased focus on that from the business owners all the way up to the c level and i think it's important for organizations to understand that uh it's going to become critical and make that uh backup policy decision uh intelligently
0: is that really happening though i mean i appreciate what you're saying that the uh, that You know, you have to have the discussions of risk and you have to have business discussions and so on. But practically speaking, is this actually happening or is this something we wish would
1: happen? It's not happening on its own for sure, Stephen. I think that, uh, again, a lot of these regulations are forcing these businesses to ask the questions. So what's happening is from the top down, uh, a lot of these C-level executives are asking questions. Hey, what is this GDPR thing? What what do I have to do about this? And it's forcing the IT professionals to come back with an answer and explain it and understand what that business risk is. The other external factors of course the business uh owner uh and more likely than not the business governance side of the business i'm going to
2: blame the backup vendors and the reason i'm going to blame the backup vendors is because even today the technology you build is based on backup that's run by an administrator you don't have, uh, devolve the responsibility for the backup of an application to an application owner and track that responsibility. So in reality, you should be somehow devolving that responsibility and pushing it out so that the administrator doesn't have to sit as that guy in the middle who has to make a decision about how something should be backed up. He should be able to push it to the owner of that data who can take the responsibility. And every year or every six months, Mm -hmm. he can go back and he can certify that still meets the requirements of the business. But that doesn't exist. And that's a lot of work to do, especially when you've got thousands and thousands of VMs so how are you going to address that
1: so i think um some of the proof points we can provide and and coming from the vendor side my response to that is is that yes i acknowledge that uh, legacy-wise that has been the model there hasn't been the capabilities to uh, rightfully federate out the responsibility to those folks that need to have that control, and I think we've been making, uh, you know, Dell EMC has been making some strides there. We've had features and capabilities that have allowed application owners to take data protection into their own hands. They know best about the data that they're running in those applications. So I think you, you'll see that, and uh, and we're talking a lot here at uh, Dell Tech World uh, about what that federation looks like. So we are taking some steps there, and I think there's a lot more work we can do.
0: I'll, I'll challenge you, though, to get back to what Chris's point is. Um, I, I, I don't know what the defaults are in the application. I don't know what the documentation says. I don't know what your SEs are saying. Um, and I don't need, you know, you don't need to basically defend, sure. you know, Dell no, sure. data protection. But um, I do wonder if a lot of this stuff is being perpetuated based on, you know, sort of shared myths and defaults and stuff like that where you know maybe you know maybe not your product but maybe you know you buy a product you plug it in and it says hey when do you want to do a full and so right there we've you know kind of created this this thing this policy decision that nobody decided you know or maybe it pops up a window and says you know how long are we going to keep this or you know something like that what's your retention policy and and the administrator's like well i'm just installing this i don't know what it is i'm just (laughs) going to set whatever whatever I think it should be, and, and go go from there. And I think that a lot of that, that that's where this stuff comes from, sure. is accidental decisions and accidental policy.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of it is still on the business to understand we're putting in this product that we know once we want it to protect our data, um, but you know, it's not going to make these decisions for us. So the, the technology really is a means to the end, but there still has to be um, some of that that uh, information that the business needs to decide and, and really put into thinking how they're gonna make best use of the technology that's on hand for them to be able to, to store their data.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think the, the, the day one actions are important. And again, going back to your point about involving those business uh, stakeholders where you define those requirements, and now where we move into more of an IT as a service model uh, and platform as a service, you'll start to see the more intelligent backup policies be built into the deployment of those applications. So I think inherently we're, we're getting to a solution where backup policies are thought up ahead of time, tailored to those applications, and we go from there in a more efficient data protection processes.
2: So why do do businesses not know what they want? There's there's a big question. Why does the business not know what they need to do in order to make sure their application is up and running? Because at the end of the day, depending on what the application is, it could be a database, it could be a load of unstructured data that comes in on a frequent basis. Mm -hmm. They need to have somebody as an analyst in the business who understands what the data flow is, what the data pipeline is, and actually knows how to manage that.
0: Yeah, if I can jump in on that, I was that guy. Um, I spent okay. <laughs> two years doing uh, litigation readiness consulting for companies, and uh, most of what I did was around data protection policy and data retention policies. And, um, you know, it is it was a wonderful business to be in because, frankly, most companies had never done that. And, in fact, in most cases, IT had never sat down with, with the person who matters most, which is general counsel, mm-hmm. um, to ask the question and to also... Um, explain what could be done. That was another area that I was surprised by. Uh, just like there were myths in IT about data retention policies, there were myths in on the legal side about IT capabilities. And they believed that you could do things that we all think, or you know, we might think, are laughable. Like they believed that you could scrub a credit card number from all the backups. Right. Right. Because why can't you do that?
2: I think you're entirely right. And it's a real shame that um, that we don't have a set of policies, about policies almost, that say, here's what we could do for you, here's what is available, here's the questions we should be asking about the way your application works in order to determine what the right policy to put in place happens to be. And that might be you know, looking at something as simple as saying, um, is, this, is this data archived, for example, so therefore we only need to back up the live data and not every single part of that data. There are so many different ways to cut it, but you do need to have an explanation of what is capable and what's not capable.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of times that, um, you know, there's just more important things going on where a lot of the, the business kind of looks at backup and data protection almost as insurance. Like, you know, we have it in case we need it, but they don't really foresee that moment happening where they do. So a lot of times these decisions don't get made until there is some kind of, Disaster or some kind of um, event that happens that makes them actually take a step back and say, "Oh, okay, we didn't realize that we weren't covered here. Now let's really, you know, kind of take a look and see how we want to do this moving forward."
1: Yeah, another aspect to this that I think is actually correcting this problem as well is is something that is not inherent to fixing the old habits. It's more along the lines of, and this is also something that we as as Dell EMC talk about a lot. Um, is you're doing these backups anyway and you may be backing up everything and storing everything so why not be able to use that data for other purposes. So that's also something that needs to be factored in as well too is that it's not only about protecting the data but are you doing any other analytics that are bringing value add into the business and all that needs to be factored in yay or nay in terms of whether I'm storing more or retaining more or less.
0: So one of the things that you mentioned a few minutes ago was uh, GDPR. Yes. And I think that we would be remiss in not bringing up the fact that we have increasingly that there are laws about data retention and data protection policies and um, and data destruction policies. Um, you know, GDPR is the one that everybody likes to talk about and um, frankly, uh, we could do a whole podcast on you're totally wrong about GDPR. Absolutely. Um, but uh, the, the, the truth, the kernel of truth is that basically, data has become so important to our society that we now have laws that specify data protection, data retention, data destruction, and those laws are in many cases created by people who don't understand technology either. Um, you know, Chris. You know, being in the UK, you know, you maybe have a more exposure to some of this stuff because you're ahead of us.
2: Um, possibly initially, but we already had laws that were already in place anyway. So mm-hmm. we already had data protection rules that GDPR. I would say strengthened in certain areas around the um, the options for the actual owner of the data. So the owner of the data got more protection, but those those requirements were already there. So for years, um, I've worked in organisations where we actively destroyed data, and we made it clear that we would keep data for this amount of time, and then it would be gone. And and that was something we did really early on. I'd say that was something we were doing at least ten years ago, simply because of litigation where. Hmm. data could be found that we said we couldn't find and then somebody managed to prove that we we were not lying but we just didn't realize we still had it Um, so I think for us we've we've had that ability to to be prepared to to make sure that we knew how to manage data but to be honest I think the way that the um, regulatory companies sorry regulatory organizations work they're only ever going to go after the big boys anyway so anybody who's in a, in a smaller company who hasn't put those policies in place will probably most likely get neglected or overlooked unless somebody puts in thousands of complaints to the, the regulator. So in some respects, there's not really enough regulation around it.
0: That's an interesting perspective. Um, but on the, on the flip side of that, of course, is that we live in the internet world where anyone can uh, mass shame anyone in right. any situation. So there's no reason that You know, even a small company couldn't find themselves on the other end of that cannon.
2: Of course, I'm not saying that they they couldn't, but I just think if you're an organization who does regulation with a limited budget, you're going to go after the guys who you have more uh, tickets have being raised against, because you know you can probably find them more anyway. So that funds your your organization. So I don't know; it's it's a difficult one to sort of see where we go with it. Yeah,
1: I think that uh, you bring up a good point, Stephen, in that there's not only the regulatory body that you have to worry about, but now that this law does exist uh, and these regulations do exist, there is that power of, of word of mouth and social media where uh, the common end user and customer can really hold an organization to task over uh, not meeting GDPR regulations, even if the regulatory body does nothing.
2: So just going back to what you actually said, Stephen, which was um, the people who made these laws don't necessarily understand how the technology works. If you actually read it, the the laws are very generic. They don't really specify exactly what you should and shouldn't do. There's very much loose language. So I think inevitably, a lot of cases could end up in court and need to be proved and effectively see some sort of legal um, precedent being put in place when the first companies get into trouble. So it may well be that the laws were deliberately written to allow them to have such a wide angle of, of opportunity to put you under the laws or not put you under the laws, good or bad, so.
0: This whole thing seems um, honestly pretty, uh, not not very optimistic. I was going to say hopeless, <laughs> but maybe that's uh, too <laughs> pessimistic. But, you know, it seems uh, challenging because essentially IT doesn't know what the requirements are. Uh, IT people that are implementing the products don't know what to select or what to... What to put in place, you know, the the, the business or the legal community in the company doesn't really know. The government doesn't really know. Nobody really knows, and that's, I think, why, in my opinion, um, the premise of this episode is correct. You don't understand your data protection policies, and they're probably wrong. does it, you know? I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to have one final statement. Uh, anything else you want to do to sum it up?
1: I think that um, you know, having the IT professionals be more. Uh, collaborative with those business owners, with the legal counsel in the organizations, and really work as a team to try and figure this out for your organization is the best uh, way forward to making sure that you're doing things efficiently from a data protection standpoint.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And I would say that, you know, for the most part, all across the board, yeah, nobody really does know what it is, but it's, it's taking that time and effort to work with everybody across the spectrum to discuss it that's gonna get you closer to that point.
2: It's entirely true, we don't know what we need, but that's why people back up more data than, than they need to. However, if we're in a position where we actually make an effort to say, this is our policy for how we develop the policies, this is what we do when we do backup, this is how we talk to the business, at least you can prove that there was a process being followed in order to do the as best you could to take backups, and at least if you're doing that, That's got to be better than doing nothing or just taking too many backups.
0: Well, thank you for listening to the On-Premise IT Roundtable. If you enjoyed this discussion, remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes since that really helps our visibility. And please share the show with your friends. This podcast was brought to you by GestaltIT.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast.